When I first got into astrology, I was so resistant. I didn't want to be an astrologer in the way that I saw astrology growing up. And so I resisted it for a long time. And I think this is where I love where astrology is going and where like as a practitioner, I keep wanting to add in this way of it's not so much just like, here's three sentences that should dictate how you show up today, but more of like, there is this larger conversation happening with the planets and the energies that they're sending down. And can we become part of that conversation for our wider self-awareness and for Mm -hmm. our evolution? You're listening to the Everyday as a Breakthrough podcast. I'm your host, Jaden Hummel. I'm here to invite you into living your most alive and aligned life possible. On this podcast, I'll be holding the mirror for your deepest truths and desires and giving you the permission and the power to not only follow your dreams, but to walk with firm trust in all of who you are and everything that you do. So if you're somebody who's here to live out your life's purpose and you're the kind of person who gets after it no matter what, this show is for you and I hope that you get the absolute most out of listening. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited that you're here and I'm really pumped um, to be sitting here with Rena. I'm really pumped to have you on the podcast today. So welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited. Yeah, we actually, I'll I'll share your little bio just so everybody knows, and then I'll kind of drop in on how we know each other. So Rena is a multidisciplinary healer focused on the energetics of living in your purpose. In her communities, she uses the tools of astrology, aura work, and the quantum to help individuals craft a lifestyle that supports their soul mission. So beautiful. It's always so funny, like hearing your bio back. (laughs) Yeah. We were talking the other day about how it's like so hard to actually describe the work. Yeah. We went to, for everybody listening. So Rena and I, we're both in LA. We both live here in LA and we actually connected through mutual friends, people I like worked with in high school, went to high school with friends, like worked with, like, I don't even know like what category, like really incredible, solid, mutual connection. And then we recently met up, you actually hosted a dinner, which was incredible for people, people like us. You were like, let's just have dinner. Let's connect and meet each other. Yeah. I know we had been following each other for a few months and obviously like just love everything you put out. And I hit this point where I was like, I want more of that in, in the flesh and the human form and just, you know, social media, just always, no matter how soulful we are with our presence and our content and our communities, Mm -hmm. social media does always just have that layer of a highlight reel or like you only get the surface. So that was really special to land us in person. Yeah, it's so true. And like, I mean, I think there's some people who are good at social media, like really good that like they actually get their full essence across and like, it's really, really hard to do. And like, there's always that layer. So yeah, it's just, as soon as I met you, I was like, yes, yes, yes. And I was so happy to get to your house, your like beautiful, like patio that you hosted for dinner. And it was a bunch of women from the East coast drinking non-alcoholic wine. And I was like, 
yes, this is my spot. Yeah, that was the best part, like putting together a dinner party and like, I don't drink, I'd probably have like one drink a month. And um, I was like prepping for this dinner party. And I'm like, I don't know, like people normally drink wine. Like I have, we have some wine bottles at our house. If anyone wants it, I'll open one, but I'm not going to like present it as the initial thing. And it was so fun to see everyone pull out their different non-alcoholic drinks. Yes. <laughs> Special. It's so good. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, you guys are off in the East coast. This is, this is fun. If anybody listening, I feel like, um, it's just really different worlds like East coast versus West coast. So for me, since I'm from Pittsburgh, like Vermont, which is East coast, it just feels like home when I'm with people from that yeah. side of the country. Not that there's, I love people from all other parts of the country too, but something yeah. about the East coast energy. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> no, I'm the same way. I had culture shock when I moved to LA. It yeah. felt like I moved into a different country. And I think just because the landscape is so different and like the driving style is so different and all of these little things where I, it felt so similar to when you're in a different country and mm. it took me a while to, to drop in and to feel like at home here, even though I was loving it the entire time, there wasn't a point where I was like, I made the wrong decision, but there was a point where I was like, oh, this is taking way longer than I realized it would. Yeah. You're like, I feel like an alien and the pizza's really bad. And I'm just kidding. <laughs> the bagels. <laughs> so funny. Cool. Well, I am just really pumped for this. And as I mentioned in your bio, Rena does a lot of work around astrology. And for anybody who's been listening to the podcast for a while, I've had people come in. I had my friend... Brie, she did a a thing on like human design, which is completely different from astrology. But I just, I personally know what I know about astrology is when I was in like elementary school, I would go to breakfast with my dad. Like every morning we would literally go to like the gas station and they had, they made breakfast sandwiches and my dad would get us a breakfast sandwich and a Jones energy drink like this is what I was drinking in like third grade just if anyone wants to know like how it turned out so well I would have an energy drink and a breakfast sandwich and we would read you know like the astrology we'd read our thing and I'm pretty certain and aware that those are not necessarily like the most accurate depiction Mm -hmm. and also before I go into I just want to let anybody know who's listening that Rena and I are doing a workshop pretty soon And I think it'll be like about a week after this goes live in my group program, Soulship. Rena's going to come in and do like a whole deep dive on astrology. So we're not going to go like fully into some of the pieces in here, but that is happening. And I just wanted to share that before we go any further. But so that's my thing with astrology. That's what I know. And I would love to just hear from you. Like, I don't know where you want to start here. Like, do you just want to kind of share what is astrology? Like from your perspective, like if someone's like, what is astrology? Like, can you describe that to me? Can you, is that a really hard question? Yeah, but I'm down. Let's do it. (laughs) So, well, I want to start first with, I think a lot of people have a similar experience of, you know, growing up with astrology in that way. I, have similar memories too of like every birthday we would like rush to read the horoscope or like 
I knew my passion for astrology from the beginning because when I was like, I don't know, I was so young, there was still dial up. So that's like when it was, but I would rush to finish my dinner before my sisters so that I could get to the computer first and read all the horoscopes. Like I would go to Yahoo horoscopes and read them. And now like we've heard from some publications that the astrologers at the time were literally, they were not astrologers. They were people who worked for the companies guising as astrologers because they realized those segments did well. This is like, I just watched a documentary recently on like the psychic on like the new, like on the, you know, they call in for the psychic. I forget her name. And it would just be these random people. Like I see like fortune in your future. Yeah. And people wonder why there's so much distrust built into this community sometimes. And like that kind of like charlatan shadow archetype. And it's like, well, duh, like not to jump off the cliff too bad, but like capitalism got the best of it from the beginning. <laughs> yeah, naturally. Like, oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. And I, you know, I don't have like an extensive list of the publications that like did use legit astrologers versus not. But it's just interesting when we look back at that time, it's like everyone was just reading for their sun sign and some people were so into it and some people were like, it kind of just says the same thing every time. And if you read them, they all kind of sound similar and it just kind of became more of like like fortune cookie mentality of like you just Mm -hmm. open it and see what it says rather than like these are the energies at hand for you. but so, so I had a similar so cool. journey. Yeah. I had a similar journey starting out. And when I look back at those years and everyone's connection to it, I mean, it was the seed for what astrology is now today. And I think while there's a lot of shadow and distortion and like corruption for lack of a better word in that the pure seed at the heart of it is that like we as humans love and require guidance and we will seek it out if it doesn't immediately come to us. And I think that's okay. And I think, you know, I was actually listening to the episode you did with Brie last night and you were talking about how it's really important to be careful who you really get vulnerable with in terms of your purpose work and all of this. And I think it's similar where like you really want to make sure you're working with an astrologer who you trust. Mm. And when you go out and seek guidance in any form, it's important that you do it with integrity and still a strong sense of self, still your own intuition first. But like once you have those protection mechanisms set up in a healthy way, then it's like humans want guidance. And when we look back at those horoscopes, like we wanted guidance. And sometimes they really served that role, whether they were like actually accurate horoscopes or not. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. And like, you know, I feel like this has been for anybody listening, who's been listening to the podcast. I feel like I kind of triple this in a lot of episodes, but because, you know, the work that I teach is, about coming back to your truth. And it's so interesting that I get a lot of people on connection calls who are like interested in working with me and they come to me and they're like, well, I actually don't want to do the program right now because I just really want to trust myself. And I really like don't want guidance. And it's really funny because what I do with people is like coming back to your truth and like what feels good for you. And 
it is so important, like how you just said it, Rena, of coming to these things from like your place of wholeness and your own truth and like your experience is always going to be more important or the soundboard or whatever of any of this information. So whether you're seeking an astrologer or a coach or a financial advisor or anything in the world, like let anyone you work with be someone who just helps you understand yourself better, not you understand them better. Like there's a really big difference there. Yeah. Wow. Mic drop on that for a second. (laughs) (laughs) And that's really informed. This can kind of like segue into the bigger question you asked me, but that intention of always having my client's intuition come first and their truth come first is really what inspired how I hold birth chart readings or any session that I do. But, and so for everyone listening to like, pay attention to the practitioners you go to and do they have room for you to take up space first? And then they come in and support where you organically and intuitively go, or does it feel constrictive and like, um, a little controlling and you want to make sure that, and I think this is something too, where if you do feel like it's constrictive, like have those conversations with your professionals, with the people who you're going to for guidance, like make that an open dialogue. Cause I think that helps the practitioner on the other end grow too. And it's always a reciprocal relationship, but it's so, it's so important. And like, you know, I'll say this and then we'll go back to what we were talking about, but someone was talking about, (laughs) this is really a tangent, but they were talking about like cults and like things like that. And I was like, you know what? I, I'll speak for myself, have to be so careful with how I present information and how I market because we, me, you, everyone in the world, we are so impressionable. We are so, we want guidance. We are impressionable. We want things, right? So it's super interesting just how, you know, whether you're someone in my boat who it's like, I'm doing the marketing. And of course, I'm also like seeking out my own support people. It's like, yeah, let's just all be so freaking in integrity with our truth. It is like a constant practice that we need to and get to have in life. Yeah. Oh, I echo it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, when it comes to sessions, when I first got into astrology, I was so resistant to be an astrologer for that reason of, I don't just want to write horoscopes that some people will resonate with. And some people will just totally scoff at. I, I, I didn't want to be an astrologer in the way that I saw astrology growing up. And so I resisted it for a long time but I would lead these new and full moon yoga classes Mm -hmm. where I would kind of give information on the astrological event. And then we'd move through a flow. But while we were flowing, I would make these prompts for people to kind of muse on while we were flowing Mm -hmm. that were inspired by the new or the full moon. 
And then when COVID happened, of course, that studio closed down for a bit. And I really missed having that astrological conversation. Mm -hmm. And I think this is where I love where astrology is going. And where, like, as a practitioner, I keep wanting to add in this way of it's not so much just like, here's three sentences that should dictate how you like show up today and make sure that you like wake up and chase it every morning and like, but more of like, there is this larger conversation happening with the planets and the energies that they're, you know, sending down or influencing on us. And can we become part of that conversation for our wider self-awareness and for Mm. our evolution? Mm. So yeah, from there, I had a lot of people and friends pushing me like, well, you read my birth chart. Like, you know, so much about astrology. Well, and I was like, no, 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 I don't do that. I don't do that. And then finally I was just like, okay, let me sit down and try it and see if it feels good. And ultimately it is one of my favorite tools to share because it is just such a self-reflection tool. And there's so much self-discovery that lies. and just like looking at this image of your chart. That's, you know, 2D when you look at it, it's just like, okay, this looks really complicated and complex. But then as you begin to understand it and break it down, not only does it put you in the mindset of a student because you're learning a language basically, but Mm -hmm. then as you're in the seat of the student, you're more open-minded of like, okay, who am I? And how do I want to express these placements? And so that's, really what I focus on. It's a journey through the chart for stronger self-understanding. And then I really emphasize that, like, you know, I'll give the example of we, we all were taught our sun sign. And for me, like I'm a Taurus sun. So growing up, I always heard, oh, you're a Taurus, you must be headstrong and you must love luxury. And to be honest, like those were not two things that I immediately would have described myself as. Mm-hmm. So when that was like, projected onto me from that placement, I was really confused. And it took me a long time to actually connect in with my sun sign. Now I do connect in with pieces of it that I'm grounded and that I, um, I like to move slow. I like to move methodically. Like these are things that are traits of Taurus, but really understanding that each Zodiac sign, each placement is really a wider archetype. And like any archetype, there's a shadow frequency, there's a a neutral zone of complexity, and then there's like the highest frequency magic of it. And whenever I'm reading birth charts, yeah, of course we talk about your placements, but I'm not just like, oh, this is here. And so that's going to happen to you. It's okay, this is here. This is kind of the base understanding. And then I immediately, you know, invite them to come in and I, I probe what, what's happening in your life right now, what's happening in your sense of self right now around this placement. And then from there, we can really see, okay, you might be really far in the shadow of this. Let's start to heal that so that you can be in its, you know, neutral empowerment, or you're like way in this magic zone, but it's hard to get people to relate. It's hard for you to land it in your like lived reality. So let's ground it back in into your systems, into your routines. So it's really like this much wider, I'm imagining like an ocean and we're kind of just like floating on this ocean, navigating around rather than just like, oh, you're a Taurus. You must really 
love money. <laughs> yeah. Like here's your seat at the table and you yeah. can't move. Yeah. Oh, I love, I love it so much. I love that. It's just like all about self-discovery and I want to get into like what all this stuff means a little bit more. And I also want to frame what you said before about, I loved astrology. I wanted to do it, but I didn't want to do it in this way. And I just want to frame this because this is what happens in like human life. Like we see things in black and white, everything's polarity. It's on or it's off. That is how we work. And also like, you can't really escape the thing, right? You're like, people are asking me, so it's like, you can't really get around it. But the more we can all fight that black and white thinking and just find the thing in between, find the thing that feels good for us, be creative about how we could, you know, how it could work for us is when we really find that sweet spot. And so often in life, people just go, oh, well, you know what? That's not going to work for me. I'm just going to do this completely opposite other thing that also probably doesn't work for me either. And what it really takes is going into that gray area. And like, if we can all devote our life to that, like how much more in between can we get? How much, like, how much more can we make this our thing? That is when we really figure stuff out. So I just wanted to frame that piece because it's so important. And yeah, I just love everything you're saying about the ocean and like where you land in it and how it's like your self-discovery. And I know we'll probably get into this a little bit more in the workshop, but I'd love if you could just share like a little bit about like the different kinds of signs and like what, like, I don't even like know what placement means. Yeah. Like you're talking to like, like you're speaking a different language. (laughs) Yeah. That's so, I just, I, I love one of my favorite things in life is making things accessible, specifically mm-hmm. like insights and frames of perspective, really like translating it and making it accessible. So hearing that, I'm like, okay, my work <laughs> is lit up right now. But one thing before I dive into that, that I want to just echo is I love this line you said of like, really get creative about how it can work for you. Mm-hmm. And I've definitely used astrology as a tool for myself and for my clients to like help just navigate that process a little bit more. Cause I've had a lot of people who come to me and they're like, okay, I want to do this, but like, I don't like, I want to step into being a healer. I want to be a coach, but like, I don't want to be on social media. Like I just, it's so draining for me, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm like, well, yeah, you have Saturn in your first house. So when you come out and be seen, there needs to be a lot of structure and you, you know, social media is very much just like, woo, like, like just daily update. Woo. And so it's really (laughs) funny to like, look at someone's chart and get confirmation of yes, the way that doesn't feel right. You, you get a visual confirmation that that's probably not the aligned path for you. And we can use that information to understand more. So maybe a structured newsletter is better for you. Maybe public speaking is better for you and finding different ways based off of the information that we get in your chart is. This is so good. Like, and seriously, it's like not even about astrology, which is what I love. It's like, it's just like, find what works, find what information you need, take what, like whatever you can do in your life to make sense of certain things and be guided back to yourself. Like, yeah. and what an incredible tool 
to be able to use astrology. And like, there's a million bajillion quadrillion different options in the world. And it's like, this is such an incredible tool, but really what you're saying is like, just start to understand what works for you. Be curious about it and see what happens and see how much better you can feel. Like, I just love that tone because it's really, you're doing it through astrology. I'm doing it through something different, (laughs) you know, and it's, but it's the same, like, this is the juice. This is like the thing. That's it. So, and they love this line. It's, I literally put this exact line on my story the other day. You just said, it's not even about the astrology. And on my story the other day, I was like, (laughs) it's not quote unquote astrology. It's soul revival. Oh yeah. So it's funny to hear you say that. Cause I'm like, yeah, exactly. And I think in terms of then, if it's not about the astrology, then, then how does it come in as a tool? It comes in as a tool of archetypes that you can explore and try on. It comes in as a tool of confirmation and mirroring and validation. It comes in as a tool of like the planets are always moving. So our energetic and emotional ups and downs, there's, there's a larger reason for that. And you don't have to blame yourself for everything. So, oh, so good. I love this conversation. And like, it's yeah. So, 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 so good. And like, I think about, I surf, right. It's like the tides, the moon, like Mm -hmm. we're definitely very clearly affected by this shit. We might as well kind of figure out what's going on. (laughs) Yeah. I was like falling asleep to something last night that was talking about, um, like radio waves between planes and how they are affected by solar flares, which is like well-known. And like during world war II, they would literally plan attacks. Um, and if it was a solar flare, they'd be like, "Never mind, we're not doing the attack today because we can't guarantee the radio signals. Whoa. And then on top of that, they found that when the planets were in certain alignments, that also affected the radio signals. And it was funny because I was listening to it and they were like, oh, when the planets, they had different terms for it because it was like military speak. <laughs> But when they were like, it wasn't a spiritual talk. (laughs) No, (laughs) when the planets are 180 degrees away from each other, there was a disruption in radio signals. And I was like, well, yeah, that's an opposition. Like it's head to head or when they're, but then they were like, when it's 60 degrees away from each other, there was really clear radio signals. I was like, yeah, that's a sextile. That's about support. Mm -hmm. So, and then it was interesting because I was listening and I was kind of, I was like falling asleep, but also kind of getting frustrated because I was like, these are things that like, they're not naming. And then later, you know, it's like a documentary. So they're like, turns out in astrology, like this already has a set of language. And I was like, ah, there we go. Okay. I can go to sleep now. But I love that. I love it. And like, what a good funny, like random plug for like energy and spiritual stuff and astrology and blah, 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 blah. It's all, it's all science mm-hmm. by the way. <laughs> like, yeah. I just, love just throwing that piece out there. Like it's all science and physics and like, and that's another, okay, quick thing here. And then I want to hear about the placements, but I was just talking to one of my coaches before this about my approach to things. And mm-hmm. I was wondering, I'm like, cause you and I sat down for that dinner the other night and you guys were talking about like, maybe like a little bit more like spiritual, like stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of like, Oh, I don't really know. Like, I don't really think about this stuff. Yeah. And I'm super mathematical. Like I got a 99% in like calculus in college. Like I almost got hundred percent like chemistry. My brain is like math and science. And I was like, why am I good at what I do like what is happening. And I realize it's just, I like to use real things 
in the world, like real science things. And then all of my coaching that I do is very like, it's almost mathematical. It's like, okay, what do you want? What's not working? How do we move forward? It's like this interesting blend of, you know, because of course I have the spiritual connection and there's like law of attraction and there's nervous system stuff, but really it's like this equation And I'm such a big fan of tools and having people like you on the podcast and in my programs, because the more tools that we can take and learn from that are actually like real things that are going out in the world, the more we can kind of figure out this like equation of our life and how we move forward. So yeah, just a quick plug for this, you know, because people like, oh, astrology, I don't know, like, it's kind of BS. And you're like, well, I don't know, there's like high tide and low tide, like this stuff is really happening. So just really freaking cool to be able to figure it out. Just to mirror back to you too, that, and for everyone listening, there was a point during our dinner party, where we all were coaches there, but we went around and explained what we did, which we're all laughing about, because it's like, oh, this is the hardest part. But it was so interesting how we all had such, when everyone shared, I mean, I walked away with so much clarity of my own work that night. And like for the, like up mm-hmm. at, like even yesterday I'm sitting down and I'm like, oh, right. Because they all mirrored back to me that like my uniqueness is this, like we're all doing the same type of work and, and craving to help people to get the same result of actually living an authentic life. And yet we do it so differently. And what I so just like admire and see in you is that you're so it's even saying you're grounded is like a little too much of like a spiritual speak to it. Like you're so functional and I feel like you, you speak to people about their purpose and it's like, yeah, like it's a vision, but like, actually it's, you can be functional. So let's get you functioning up there yeah (laughs) and Um, it's just so I I feel that like formulaic mathematical and it feels really just like sturdy and supported and good and then yeah it's nice to kind of have the tools to come in to kind of like I'm imagining like support you on your left and right side so that you can like you know fall on like lean on something when you start to waver yeah oh thanks for sharing that reflection it's so interesting and like something I've been learning about myself of like what makes me me like why why is what I do working like it's crazy like I have like a like 75 percent retention rate in like all my Mm. programs I'm like what the fuck am I doing like what what is it like seriously like but even like like that fixation on that type of question is exactly (laughs) it like that question you tend to ask is it you're like how is this functioning how is this happening because because there is a system behind it and I feel like you're just like you want to see it yeah so funny it's so so cool how yeah yeah and I'll, I'll close that too like I walked away being like oh I'm in energy healer and I think like I love to dabble in so much and I love to I love to talk and dig and learn about anything but I walked away from that knowing like oh it really comes down to the energetics and like I love to connect people in with the energetics and astrology and we can lean this into the you know question of like you know what is the chart how does it break down but astrology is the large scale movement of energetics yeah. And I walked away 
from that dinner being like, I like to figure shit out. Mm. (laughs) And it's funny because I went through my yoga teacher training, which is very spiritual. I have my Reiki training. I have like three levels of healing touch and energy medicine. And like, I'm like, you know, I got spiritual sides to me. I tap in, but it's not where I like, if you see me like thriving, like Mm. I'm figuring stuff out. I'm not in the energy. It's, I, I love how, I mean, I am, but I love how you mentioned it. It's like, you lean on these things and I grab things, but my zone is like, figuring shit out and you're like my zone is in the energy and in the healing and they are both absolutely so needed and so equally as important yeah and like people need different things at different times Mm -hmm. which is why like for anyone that's in imposter syndrome for whatever their purpose is and it's like well I already know this person who's doing it like oh that industry feels saturated saturation makes people lean into their individuality and their Mm -hmm. unique factor. And so don't let that scare you away because it's, there's really so much of your own uniqueness that you're being asked to evolve into and and reclaim and and don't let that stop you. So good. So good. And we are all so freaking unique and so ourselves and have so many gifts. And that's why like, all of these ways of self-discovery and asking yourself these questions and owning what you do like and tossing aside, like what doesn't feel good. And like, I mean, I, I think the whole purpose and journey of life is just getting like really, really clear on who you are yeah. and letting that just like go wherever it needs itself in life. Yeah. Like if that helps you make money, cool. If it helps you have like your soulmate, like great, but none of that stuff matters if you're not like really connected and who you are. So true. I want to answer some of the like astrology yeah. fundamentals that you asked about. So yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll use some kind of like common speak in the astrology world. When someone wants to go deeper into their astrology and say they're like at a similar point as you, like, you know, they know horoscopes, they know their sun sign, but they don't know how to take it into that next level of support from astrology. There's this thing called the big three. There's the big three and there's the big five. The big three is your sun, your moon, and your rising. And then the big five, which you might also hear people talk about, includes those three things, but then also your Venus placement and your Mars placement. And the reason why those are kind of an intro places to start, big five is definitely more like intermediate, But the reason why those even have come about as like common speak in astrology is because those are the fastest moving planets. So they really describe like your soul's signature because for everyone who is a millennial, they likely have Pluto in Scorpio. For everyone who's Gen Z, they likely have Pluto in Sagittarius. Mm. Um, If you, you know, Everyone in your grade at school growing up likely had Saturn in the same sign. So these are called generational placements. Saturn isn't necessarily a generational placement, but Pluto, Neptune, Uranus, these are all generational placements, which is why like most millennials have Neptune in Capricorn, which is why millennials are very entrepreneurial, very inspirational and aspirational. It's me. Yeah, right? (laughs) I believe it's called Chugi now, but that's fine. Um, But so so there's, 
of course those placements matter. And when it comes down to exactly where they are in your chart, that brings so much individuality. For example, mine is in a part of my chart called my third house. So I'm a very poetic writer because Mm -hmm. I can come in with this like structured speaking, but it's Neptune, which represents dreams and altered states. And so I can come in and my writing is always kind of flowy, Mm. but I'm getting ahead of myself. So to ground it back in. So those, the three and five that I mentioned are the fastest moving planets. So they really speak to your individuality. You can dive into them if you want by pulling up your birth chart. I recommend if you're pulling up your birth chart for the first time, I like cafe astrology and it's not, I'm going to say the only app I hands down do not recommend is CoStar. CoStar is extremely problematic. They um, have- I feel like uh, I've been on there before. <laughs> yeah. It was like the most popular one okay. for a really long time. They had, and they did do amazing things for the astrology industry in terms of making it more accessible, making it aesthetic, but they have been literally caught- they write horoscopes to induce anxiety like that. They tell their horoscope writers, like it should induce anxiety for it to be approved. Love that. Um, so we don't need that in our life. Yeah, we haven't as of that. No. Just go online. That one. Just yeah. go on Instagram. <laughs> I really like the Chani app. I like Cafe Astrology if you want to like really unpack your chart. But if you want a really simple place to start, your rising sign hands down is what I recommend for everyone, your rising sign. And there's a piece of this too, that like has to be reserved for the workshop that we do together because it's just so much better understood with a visual component. And you guys too, listening, like the, the workshop is for my community soulship, but anybody can come like anybody can sign up and come. So you can join in the show notes or just keep an eye on our Instagrams and we'll go deeper into it. Okay. We would love it. You can just like come into this conversation with Jason and I. (laughs) It's so fun. Like everyone's coming, right? If you're listening to this, like I, I hope you're there. But yeah, I always say start with the rising sign because the rising sign is what was on the horizon, the Zodiac sign that was on the horizon, the moment you were born. So Mm. it's what you're here to rise into it's what you're here to become and when you know that so both of us are Scorpio risings I have to double check your chart but I'm pretty sure and it makes sense even like looking at the two of us right now like yeah we look like Scorpio risings (laughs) both of us are just like in our black like messy kind of like scruffed up hair because we're like busy spending our morning diving into things we're actually passionate about (laughs) Uh uh-huh yep (laughs) the depth we we dive into together it's just very Scorpio rising of us but when you know that archetype of let's run with ours, when you know the archetype of Scorpio of preferring to lean into depth and intimacy rather than surface level, or um, knowing that maybe you need to start out slow and deep so that you can really feel a sense of mastery. And then when you feel that, then you can run just with this magnetism that's mm-hmm. kind of even hard to explain. Mm-hmm. Um and, and when you know the archetype of your rising sign, then you can start to lean into it more. So in moments where I'm like, okay, I you know could go to this event, but I know it's going to be pretty surface level and you know a past version of me that didn't get the confirmation from my rising sign might've been like, oh, why am I always so unable to go on the surface? And I might judge myself, I might shame myself. But when I know I'm Scorpio rising, it's like, oh, I don't 
that's not how I'm my best self. That's not how I evolve. That's not how I grow. So I can actually say no to that event guilt-free and opt to maybe like have a deep conversation with someone new instead somewhere else. Mm. So I like to emphasize the rising sign because it's how we evolve. It's how we grow. And then because of the way the chart works, your rising sign. Oh, can I ask it? So it's like how you evolve and how you grow. So it's like, just surface level because it's like obviously nothing's wrong right nothing's like right or wrong but it's like your best way of growing Mm -hmm. would be through like deep conversations whereas somebody else might like really thrive at like a concert with like a bunch of people is that kind of what you mean exactly so for example my best friend is a libra rising libra is very effervescent it's an air sign it's flirtatious and she I mean, her social life just like actually is bonkers to me. I don't know how she sustains it, but it's because her energetic makeup is different and she is the most inspired. She evolves the most when she can kind of be bouncing around. Yeah. So, and then you might take like a fire. My sister is a Sagittarius rising, which is a fire sign. And it's so funny when we go on hikes together, like me as a Scorpio rising, like, I just want to feel my feet on the ground. I'm not like trying to push to any, like I'm there to connect in with the depths of the nature and she's a Sagittarius rising and she sees a hill. She's like, let's go up on the hill. (laughs) I have to like pace myself around her because she'll just send it. Um, So you know, you can, once you find what your rising sign is, if you're looking at your chart, it might be called your ascendant, your ascendant and your rising are the same thing. It's just kind of like technical speak versus slang. Ascendant is the technical rising is the slang. Once you find what your rising sign is, then just that's when you go on Instagram and that's when you start reading all about that Zodiac and what are the traits, what are the shadows to be aware of. And one thing what they're rising to is that since it's your rising, you don't take on so many of the shadow traits. They're still there. It's not like you're immune to them, but it's not. So so like Scorpio shadow traits are manipulation or secrecy or um, like kind of brooding. And so as Scorpio risings, like being mindful of when we're holding resentments or when we're feel like we have to keep everything secret and we can't actually let ourselves be seen, But I notice Scorpio risings are not necessarily like the cliche manipulative Scorpio. Whereas like my best friend is a Scorpio son and she'll come right in and be like, yeah, I'm trying to manipulate you. So you go out with me tonight. Like I want to, <laughs> she can come in with this, like, it's so just like part of her that there's a levity there, but I'm, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I can see that being in like my shadow and this is, this is cool too. So like your rising sign, you might've already said this, but like, this is different than the one that like you most commonly like so for me mm-hmm. this is all I know is my rising in Scorpio and my son that your son is like the one you like looked at in the newspaper and like yeah. elementary school yeah. yeah that for me I, I'm a cancer so what we're talking about is like not like the most common one which is right. so interesting that that's the first one that you said yeah like. and if there's like a single legacy that I can have as an astrologer I want to get more people turned on to their rising sign and off of the sun sign because the sun it depends on where it is in your chart but that's exactly kind of like the rising sign is always at the same point in your chart so it's so much more stable to lean into whereas some people might really connect in with their 
sun. Their sun might be at the very top of their chart or their sun might be conjunct like right on their moon. And so it makes it a very influential part of their chart. But for others, it's just not the strongest component. And so to run your astrology based off of something that's not even the most strong component of you is it just doesn't benefit everyone equally. Whereas your rising sign is just, just like clear, stable. It's, it's always going to be one of the most important parts of your chart. And I know there might be some astrologers that listen and disagree with that because the sun is the sun, it's your core, it's your radiance. But I know for me, it's like, it's a mission for me of like, worry less about your sun, worry more about your rising. Mm. And I I just want to shift the narrative in that way. Beautiful. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Does that explain the fundamentals? It's like, yeah, I guess if there's one more piece I'll explain, it's that, you know, your birth chart is a snapshot of the sky the moment you were born. Mm. So it's a snapshot of where the planets were and the sky is broken up into the Zodiac signs. So there's 30 degrees in the sky that represents Gemini. There's another 30 degrees in the sky that represents Pisces. And it's, you know, are the planets in those parts of the sky that represent that Zodiac? Mm. And then from there, they're also broken up into houses. So when you look at your birth chart, you see the planets, you see kind of these like dotted lines. It kind of looks like a pizza or like a pie sliced up. And those are the houses. And then the Zodiac wraps around the houses. And it's just like, I explain it as this three layer cake. And that's why like, you know, you might meet someone who has the same sun sign as you, but you're like, Ooh, I you know, I don't like them or like, we're so different. I don't understand. Like apparently we're the same when it comes to astrology, but the way that their three layer cake is divvied up could be so different than yours. It's so, so interesting. I'm like excited to learn more about mine and look, and I've noticed in um, different points of my life, I've been connected with like different types of people like I don't know because I was mostly looking at sun signs but I remember like there were points in my life where all of my friends were like cancer sun signs and a time in my life where you know so it's just kind of fascinating to look at that and it just seems like an endless world of I love like the self-discovery like an endless world of just figuring stuff out and and being curious and I know we'll dive more into this in the workshop and I'm super freaking excited about that and I would I love that this was one podcast interview and we've covered one question so far. Um, So thank you guys for being along for the ride. I would love to hear, I know you mentioned a little bit how, you know, you got into astrology and then you were like, I don't know. And, you know, a huge part of this podcast and what I'm here to share in the world is like following your purpose in life. And I actually like, don't even like the word purpose, but following maybe part of my life's work will be figuring out a word I do like Mm -hmm. what I mean is just doing what feels right for you, Mm -hmm. following the thing that makes sense, showing up for the assignment that you feel called to show up for. And I love to just highlight, you know, that story of people who come on here who are clearly like, I mean, this is clearly what you're meant to be doing. Mm -hmm. And I'd love if you could just kind of walk us through like what it was like to get here. I know it's going to be like a 
brief sort of story of it, but I just, you know, if you could sort of share what that was like for you to come into this work. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because as you say, like you're so clearly in your purpose with this, I, it's less and less now, but I do second guess it all the time of like, am Mm. I really making a life from astrology? Is this really what I want to do? Is this really good enough? You know, all of those ego thoughts, but then I talk about it. Like I get in a birth chart reading or I host a workshop or I'm on a podcast and I start and I'm like, it's not me fixating something. There's just, there's life force flowing through me. And as it flows through me, like this is what comes out. And it's clearly so proficient and in touch where it's just like, well, I can't block that. I want to say too, like, cause that's so good. And like, this is why I don't like purpose because purpose feels like an end to something. And like, it's a path, it's a journey. And, um, it's really about, you know, not like being in alignment as an end result, but like being in alignment as a way that you walk through life, like more aligned as time goes on. And it's so interesting that you say that. And I know that everybody listening for the most part can probably relate and it's never going to be fully it. It's never going to be fully landed. And if it is like, that's not where you want to be either. So it's just like such a beautiful reminder for everybody, like including myself too, of it's good to probably not like second guess it, but it's good to be curious and go, Oh, Oh, maybe a little less of that, maybe a little more of this, but to continue to do the things that feel good. And like, that's really how I view purpose. I'm really happy that you shared that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think when it comes down to kind of like the abbreviated journey is it's just been a lot of that getting out, getting out of the way of the life force that wants to flow through me. Mm -hmm. And I grew up in a very spiritual household. My mom is an energy healer. My dad is Uh like literally so psychic. It's annoying sometimes. (laughs) And just like full moons manifestation. Like these were just things that that we chatted about at dinner. And, but at the same time, I I'm half Indian, half American, American, just like white Caucasian. And so at the same time, there was that kind of like classic immigrant narrative of like, you have to be good at school. You have to be a doctor or a lawyer or an engineer. And those are your options. And we're only going to celebrate those three options. I'm terrible at math. And so it used to be like, you have to play piano because it'll make you better at math. You have to eat this fish for dinner because it's going to make you better at math. Yeah. So there's a lot of programming that got put on me and I did yoga teacher training during college. I was like, I'm going to work in politics, which even that in itself was like a you know, I was diverting away from the doctor, lawyer, engineer, consultant. And I eventually reached a point where my body just was screaming at me that like, I'm not in the right place. And I had my first corporate job out of college and I was miserable. And it was so interesting to have this mirrored experience of, you know, from nine to six, I was at this desk. I felt so unseen. I genuinely felt stupid for the first time in my life. This job was such a wrong fit. I was miserable. My gut issues were just getting more and more inflamed every single day. And then at six, I would 
rush out as soon as I could to go to the yoga studio where I would teach a yoga class or lead a yoga teacher training. And suddenly I became alive and it was really a hard battle of like, wait, but this isn't valued. This isn't what people will see as successful. People won't, will again, think I'm not intelligent. And and that's really something that I love about myself. And I want to be seen and known for that. So it was just this meandering journey. And eventually I hit a point where, and I think this is where the work that we do is so important. And for everyone listening, like you listening is doing so much more for yourself than you even realize right Mm -hmm. now. And it might just be like, oh, I'm just turning on an episode. Like I just need some background noise. But like, if even this is what you choose for your background noise, like the way that you were just creating this momentum and this undercurrent in your life, because even though I hated that job, I would listen to podcasts like this all day long. I had a job where I wasn't talking to, I I was um, a research assistant, like data analyst, and which is hilarious for someone bad at math. (laughs) I'm like, no, that's not it. (laughs) (laughs) And um, it was from listening to those podcasts where I was like, you know what, I'm going to take a leap. Like I'm listening to all these interviews, all of these people. And at some point they all had to take a leap and it just got to a point where it was so clear. And I was like, I can pay my bills paying yoga or teaching yoga full-time just barely, but I'm going to leap into that as my pivot point. And then from there, like the rest was just able to really unfold and explode. But I think it comes down to like, I was getting in my own way. And of course, from programming and from projections, but I thought I had to follow this path and that in order to be worthy and in order to be seen as successful or the things I wanted to be seen as, I was trying to control and force my path a certain way. And it Mm -hmm. took my body getting so sick for me to gear up and, and leap into like actually where I'm supposed to be living and what I'm supposed to be doing so beautiful like so beautiful and it's like so freaking crazy like seriously like for whoever's like listen to all these episodes because I ask people it's like the job you don't like you get sick mm-hmm. there and then there's a moment and actually in an earlier podcast Yana Robinson described it as like this red carpet moment where like you had this like red carpet moment where you you're like I can teach yoga and you yeah. take it and like you you must take that moment and like God. And like the immigrant programming, it's so real. I like, and then, oh my gosh. And like, that's why like to, you know, part of the work that I do is like looking at where do we, where do we hold things? How can we like reprogram that? And like, so incredible that you were able to, with all of that, be able to take that opportunity and to like allow yourself on that path like what if my body hurt from chills like that's such a beautiful story yeah yeah and it's been really beautiful too because my parents now who are like you know unknown to them like the number one perpetrators of all of that they are now like my biggest champions on this path and it took a moment for them to get it you know like I didn't tell them I quit my job until like two months afterwards when I was certain I was on my feet and I was going to be okay. And when I got laid off from the yoga studio and I was like, okay, I'm going to full-time be an entrepreneur. I remember like that not being super well received. It wasn't rejected, but it was just not supported. Mm -hmm. And 
it's so interesting now where like my dad signs up for every single one of my astrology workshops. Like he eats it so much. And so you get to, you get to inspire evolution in others when you choose to really prioritize your path. Yes. Yeah. And like that, that is why it is so important that we must answer the call to whatever our call is, which like someone's call might be a data analyst Mm -hmm. and someone's call might be like something else, but it is so important because you heal, you learn and you allow that for the people around you and in your life. So what a beautiful story. Thank you so much. I had so much fun. Um, I would love to, of course, we've mentioned it like a hundred thousand times. You can also see it in the show notes for our workshop. So I'm super excited about that. And then I'd also just love for you to share like how people can get connected with you. Like, what should they do? Like, let us know how to find you, how to work with you. Yeah. Number one, sign up for the workshop because it's just going to be such a nice continuity point from this conversation. And we'll touch on things that I talked about today and you'll get more visuals to really like let it all land from there. If you want to book a birth chart reading, you can go over to starstruck to underscores astrology or, and just follow along there and posting about the current transits all the time. Feel free to come into the DMS. I love to chat. And yeah, if you want to, so I have starstruck astrology, which is the space dedicated to astrology. And then urban Buddha is all of this energetics work, you know, not void of astrology, but since astrology is just so never ending and like, there's something happening every day. I was like, okay, I don't want this to overwhelm the real like energetics and evolution work. So let's create a like sub community over here. So feel free to connect with both, but yeah. Awesome. Yeah, guys, definitely reach out, get in touch with Rena. And then I would love that the best way to, if you're listening to this episode and there's like breakthrough points, or if you just really enjoyed it, or just like have the desire to share, or you're like, this was so dope. I want other people to hear it. The best way is to um, honestly just share this episode on your Instagram stories and tag both of us um, so that we can just like hear you and know that you're listening and like celebrate anything that came through or, or connect in that way. I would definitely love to do that. And yeah, I will see you guys in the next episode and Rena, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. So fun. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you love this episode, please share on Instagram and tag me. I can guarantee it will make my day to hear from you. If you want to stay in the loop for future episodes, make sure to subscribe. And as always, if this episode made you think of someone you love, or you know someone who would benefit from listening, please send it their way. You never know how you can impact someone's life. Until next time.